Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I am one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I've got my co-host, James. Hey! In today's episode, we are talking about Volume 2 of the Kaguya-sama Love is War manga. Earlier this month, we started this series. Uh, we're basically going to get through the whole Kaguya-sama series eventually, uh, one volume at a time. And yes, today is the second volume's turn. And we will divide the discussion into little segments. First of all, we're going to talk about the characters one by one. And lastly, we're going to talk about the comedy in the volume and the romance in the volume. So, let's start with Kaguya Shinomiya again. Because I feel like that's usually a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. What do we learn about her this volume? For me, what I learned more so was... What she learned about herself. Now, now hear me out. Mm. Like she kind of, through some of these chapters, you see her listing qualities that she likes about Miyuki. And so basically why she likes Miyuki. And like before, I think you had some, maybe some of those moments in volume one. In volume two, there, there was a couple chapters where she would either list the qualities he liked mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, they, a character would ask, so would you confess to someone if you like that person? And he, there was a moment where she hesitated be, because to her, the obvious answer is yes, but she can't swallow her pride or whatever. So yeah. you're, really, you're really starting to see that she has these strong feelings for him, but um, again, it's her pride that's, that's keeping holding her back. For sure. We also get to see like a couple of uh, situations in this volume where she really, well, she she goes out of her way. I mean, we saw that a lot in the first volume too, where she goes out of her way to, you know, try to trick Miyuki into confessing his love for her. Mm-hmm. And but then of course it, I feel like in this volume, at least compared to the first one, it backfires in much worse ways usually uh, <laughs> for 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 her. Well, because like the first chapter where. Miyuki got a smartphone, and we learned that mm-hmm. he only got that smartphone because, like, Kaguya sent out her servants to kind of <laughs> give him, like, a special deal or, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, she was she was very much responsible for the fact that Miyuki mm-hmm. got himself a smartphone. I wonder how long she was doing that for. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it turns out she doesn't even have a smartphone herself. So, like, right, that was right. just, yeah. that was just, I guess, kind of dumb on her, on her part, but... But then again, I guess if you if you haven't learned how things work, then you went you you can't know. But right. But yeah, that was like one of those situations. Yeah, I I would agree. My the first thing I wrote down was she's still scheming, but still cute. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. volume one definitely had a lot of those moments, and volume two is somewhat a continuation of that. But I think we see mm-hmm. her more flustered. Than before, maybe, maybe that, maybe not. Maybe it's an equal amount of flustered, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that um, her schemes end up not going the way that she intends. Right, and there was that one part in this uh, volume where the the chapter about the indirect kiss on the the coffee mugs, mm-hmm. uh, where we see Kaguya kind of. Well, she obviously she was responsible. Like she she did it intentionally, switch the the mugs, but she kind of realizes that that was a really 
kind of uncool thing to do. So she, like, for a moment in her head, she kind of wishes oh. she could have taken it back, right? I thought mm -hmm. th that was a pretty big moment for her because, uh, yeah, actually seeing her second guess herself like that is that I don't think we've seen that before in in the in the series. I guess not, but I don't I don't know if I'd call it a big move other than a blunder on her part. I I think it it, it also shows that maybe secretly she wanted to have that indirect kiss for some, which is for some reason a very popular thing in 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 anime and manga the, the whole concept of indirect yeah. kiss i really had never thought about that stuff before until i started watching this and it's like wow how many how many indirect kiss have i had in my life that i wonder <laughs> right. and just not th thinking about it uh -huh. anyway i i think for her she obviously just started overthinking about it and maybe there was a tinge of maybe she wants this um, at, at least, at least for me and that, the whole imagery of, of comparing it to licking the, your crush's recorder or something, which is disgusting by the oh, way. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, they show that they oh, had, like yeah. the image of her doing that. I mean, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe some people are like hot, but yeah. I, I, to me, that's just, that, that idea is disgusting. I, I have heard of it happening before though. Oof. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's a hard time being a teenager. It is. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that drinking from the same cup as somebody is equivalent to that, you know what I mean? No, 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 absolutely not. But but she did have an ulterior motive in mind when she, you know, set it up. Yeah. And I yeah. think her catching herself with that sort of uh I thought that was a pretty pretty nice change. I change of pace, I suppose, compared to previous Sheems that she's set up where she just goes all the way with them as far as she can. That's a good point. I, I, I'll take it a different direction in that uh -huh. she recognizes that or contemplates like maybe I really want this. Maybe there's some feelings that I have for him. But no, that can't, you know, no, that can't be. <laughs> in the past, it was it was more like, at least in volume one, it was more like I'm going to get this guy to confess to me because I, I wouldn't mind if he confessed to me or I don't have feelings for him, but... If he confessed yeah. to me, sure, why not? Um, right. I think I think we're starting to see it be more. Well, we're starting to see their true desires come out a bit more. Definitely. Yeah, I think so for sure. Uh, there was another time here in this in this volume where uh, it's it's also in the first chapter, if I recall, uh, where Kaguya, where she you know she fake cries, she likes brace some oh, like water in her eyes yeah i don't know to, what that was but like and eye drops and i don't know something like that i suppose uh, but what i thought was funny about that and also i guess describes her in a pretty well is that like the moment before she does that she we, we see her like we follow along with her, with her thoughts and she thinks of herself as being a girl with dignity right before mm -hmm. she does that very undignified thing i would i would say <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny uh but it also it's it's kaguya in a in a nutshell yeah i i'd say that i i i'd agree she i think it's an underhanded tactic as i think they really may is. mention in in the book you know foul play by kaguya <laughs> yeah that said it, it was effective she got she got what she needed uh yeah i, I love how it's it's such a he, he like 
Miyuki falls for the trap, you know. And yeah. as soon as he sh- shows the the profile pic, <laughs> she just you know implants it into her memory. He's like, no, <laughs> Phil, yeah. she got me. I oh. I love that. That is also that, made like they adapted that really well into the anime they as did. well. That they one did. is <laughs> one of the funniest. Very very parts. good. <laughs> but by the way, speaking of the anime, mm. the the chapter in in this volume with the cockroach was that in the anime? Uh, no, it wasn't. And the ah. one with the the one we the indirect kiss wasn't in the anime either. Yeah, I didn't I didn't remember that one either. I think they do reference the indirect kiss like very very briefly mm-hmm. in the anime, but they don't have the actual scene. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the cockroach is also referenced in the anime in the Chica dance. Right. Uh, yeah. That's I didn't I didn't so I yeah I didn't know what that whole part was. I was really confused when I watched the anime. Mm-hmm. But after reading this <laughs> chapter, I was like, oh, I get it. That's what. She, I didn't yeah. realize she was sending a cockroach home, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, the reason why I bring that up is there's that part where he basically unwittingly uh, uh, fond, fond, fondles, that the word fondles, uh, yeah. Kaguya's chest. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was, thought that was pretty, pretty funny. It was um, definitely, definitely funny. Oh, so that's so, so that's what I was like. Wait, I don't remember that in the anime. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to confirm that. Right, right. Yeah. One thing we talked about in the previous episode when we talked about Volume One was that we basically established that the reason for Kaguya's and Miyuki's pride, obviously, is first and foremost because of you know you lose if you confess first. Uh, that's mm-hmm. like the premise of the story. Uh, and we talked about how, like, whether or not it could also be because they fear rejection. And mm-hmm. we sort of, I think, based on the stuff we learned in the first volume, we kind of decided that, no, that's not really a part of it. Um, yeah. But I think there was one part, I can't remember which chapter now, but there was one part in this volume where Kaguya actually does... It's the does, cell phone one. Right, yeah, when she does mention that fear of rejection is actually a thing for her. Exactly. That's a, a good point. I, uh, yeah. With just reading volume one, I didn't think there was that fear, really fear of rejection. But mm. I think this whole facade of love is war and the confessing your love is is uh, admitting defeat. It's just them, you, you know, their pride taking over and not. Uh, it, well, taking over. It's mm. taking over because in in. In truth, they're just afraid of being rejected or something along those lines rather yeah. than being too proud to confess it. So they basically hide their insecurity and fear of rejection behind the their pride. Basically, uh, yeah, with, yeah. Which is what you said last time. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> then it literally, it literally says it here. Kind of, well, kind of, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, I think I think with this second volume, I think it's it's clear. Obviously, the main mm-hmm. premise is still that you lose right. if you confess first. But but yeah, we, we now have reason to think that there is a little bit more to it as well. Beyond yeah. just beyond that. So I think that's that's nice. And we we see we get to see more of Kaguya's innocence when we when um it turns out that she thinks that when was your first time refers to kissing <laughs> mm-hmm. that's probably always going to be one of my favorite uh like gags <laughs> it's, it's so good that was one thing i forgot to mention i have in my notes that we uh-huh. 
she's even more we see even more of her kind of ignorance to the things of the world her mm-hmm. naivety and that is part of her charm is just how despite being so brilliant and intelligent she there's so much that she doesn't understand about a, a typical normal thing she has lived in such a bubble for sure and uh anyway that part of that is what makes some of these chapters so funny is that especially that one yeah. that one uh, <laughs> is is a classic <laughs> totally oh my god my my favorite chapter though for kaguya mm. is battle 16 kaguya wants to handle it so it's basically the equivalent of what happened in the volume one with miyuki giving his love advice this yes. is kaguya's turn to give her love advice to kashiwagi mm-hmm. and the reason why I like it so much is we see she basically starts listing off reasons she likes Miyuki, yeah. but, you know, is still kind of in denial of that. And there's that, obviously, uh, Chika come in, and we'll talk about her later, but Chika mm-hmm. comes in as the love detective, and she wants to help out. And she lists a scenario where what would happen if the person you like was with another woman. And Akashiwaki kind of has a... A really surprisingly a small reaction. I, I, I honestly I thought she was disappointed, but it, I guess it turned out, or that she was indifferent. But it, sorry, I thought she was indifferent from that panel. But then she's like, you know, yeah, it would make me feel uneasy. They look at Kaguya, and she's just frantically like, I'm going to kill this woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, it's just all obviously all in her imagination. But, um, and I, I love, I love that part. And then at the very end of that chapter, when she sees. Miyuki help helping out in some way that you know yeah. the two, two two couples, you know she kind of reinforces the things she likes about him and that that random mm. kindness that he has at times. Um, yeah, it was just really sweet. Really, really sweet. Yeah, that that that's definitely also one of the better chapters in this one, uh, especially when it comes to like just uh, you know getting more get, getting a better look into the characters and. And mm-hmm. and also for the characters to grow as well, because I think this chapter for Kaguya was pretty important because I think Chika helped her realize better yeah. what her feelings are, you know. Totally. Uh, so I think I think that was very, very good. So moving on to Miyuki Shirogane. One thing we learn obviously early on is that he was relatively late in getting himself a smartphone. Mm. Uh Something I can relate to 100% because I didn't get a smartphone <laughs> until like a year after high school, which I guess, I guess compared to like when you're born and stuff, obviously that differs uh, for sure. But <laughs> yeah, sure. I think for me, it was a couple years after I graduated, maybe three. It, mm. it, it was just a different situation, but I... I can I can relate to that in a way also because I was also in Japan in 2012 I I was living in Japan and a lot of people still had flip phones. Oh. Smartphones weren't really huge yet. They they were there but people still had their flip phones with all their little dinglies on, you know their charms uh, hanging oh, yeah. from the flip phones. We love them. <laughs> right. And then and then I went back in 2015 and yeah there was a huge shift to everyone's basically having smartphones. You still see oh. some flip phones, but it was it was you know smartphones had really come back. So I, right. I think this chapter was probably written in either yeah, th- 2016, I think. No, I, I I think I think these oh, was it 2015. 
I think it's 2015. Uh, I know the okay. series at least started in 2015, and so I assume at least the first two volumes came out in that year. So it kind of makes sense that Kaguya still had her flip phone, and her saying sentimental values, I, I remember hearing some people be like, I can't get rid of my, it, you know, it's, I've had <laughs> this for so long. Uh, for sure. I totally, <laughs> totally understand that, that, that frame. It's kind of yeah. cute, to be honest. Like, I can't get rid of it. It's been, it's been with me so long. <laughs> Totally, uh, yeah. I do actually think it was yeah. 2015, the summer of 2015, that I when oh. I got when I switched from from flip phone to to smartphone. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh, actually, I'm yeah. <laughs> so wow, perfect timing then. That works, yeah. <laughs> and another thing, uh, another part I, I liked from Miyuki in this chapter was when Kaguya is asking her, or Kaguya is asking him about if he has like has had a girlfriend or like something like that when they're talking about the <laughs> having done it like mm-hmm. the she well she Kaguya thinks it's about kissing and stuff and when she asks Miyuki if he's ever had a girlfriend or if he has a girlfriend or something like that he adds this like I don't have a girlfriend right now or like you know <laughs> and 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 how like how that implies that he has in the past even though he hasn't uh, and yeah, I don't know. I I just thought that was really really funny, and you know, pretty a pretty smart way to to express oneself in a situation like that, especially mm-hmm. f- for Miyuki who doesn't doesn't want to come off as inexperienced and stuff like that. And I do think I'm guilty of using like that sort of like just expressions myself. <laughs> yeah, there's this the am- ambiguity to it where you say right now is like, oh wait, did you have one in the past? Or right. have you never had one? You know, it's <laughs> it still leaves up in the air. I I don't know honestly. I don't know if I'm ever guilty of it. I I think it's like I you know you know you know the answer already. I've never, <laughs> you know. It's, right, right. There's no point in hiding my shame. But <laughs> uh, but I I certainly don't blame him for wanting to hide that, especially in high school, um, when mm. you feel those insecurities and pressures. I guess I guess people in college feel that way too. Right, and we know Miyuki personally has that issue a lot. Yeah. Compared to other characters. For sure. I feel like in volume two, we see him falling for more of Kaguya's traps or her schemes. Is, is that is that fair to say that? But but he's able to but he's able to squirm his way out of them. Or is it just the same as same consistency as volume one? I, I'm not sure. What do you, what do you think? Um, I didn't I didn't really think about it. But I mean, there's definitely there were definitely a few times where Kaguya really got got him, like when she you know cried crocodile tears, mm-hmm. for example. That was like a big win for her, at least for the moment, obviously. Um, well, and she also was the one who did the subliminal messages to get a phone. Um, true. So she she had a lot of webs, not only in that one, but I think in a lot of chapters she had some webs in place. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think ultimately, I do think mm-hmm. because most of these ultimately backfire, uh, like yeah. one in one way or another. So I don't think she really had the upper hand, like in the no, like, no, in the I, end. I wasn't trying to say that, but just like mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's more so that Kaguya is planting more schemes, but I I do feel like Miyuki was falling falling into these schemes, but then squirming out, which is what I was trying to say. Oh yeah, you know he he's able to get get out of them. For example, the the cockroach cockroach was totally unpredictable <laughs> at the at the time. Yeah. But then Kage used Kage tried to use it as oh, wait I can use my womanly feminine charms to <laughs> to woo him. 
but yeah. obviously he's able to get out of that um right <laughs> through dumb luck i guess you could say or good luck i mean i don't know right yeah no it, that, that one was funny because miyuki had no control of that situation yet <laughs> he true. yet he still was able to you know get out of it and, it, and it, you know, it all worked out for him m- miraculously. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah. Uh, even though but, he may not but, but he doesn't even have me- memory, probably, yeah, of having... it's true. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't think he does. Uh, I don't def- No, no. I, I don't think he'd be able to live with himself if he... <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, uh, in in that chapter the, with the cockroach, we get we get some backstory to why he has this phobia yeah. of bugs. I thought that was funny since that was only touched on briefly in the first volume, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's, I guess it's uh, somewhat of a tragic backstory, <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> it really it really brings a tear to your eye. It really yes, does. really does. Little poor poor little boy. <laughs> I think we I think we learned a lot about his uh, personality. I mean, maybe you could say that with every volume, but this volume I think we saw more of his kind and caring side. Maybe mm. not from the chapters that are directly about him, but more. But they're from Kaguya's point of view. We see him mm. uh, doing things that she she finds are good qualities and kind, caring. He's also he, he's also still serious. Um, he'll t- he'll take these things seriously if he needs to be like in the the um, word game the the taboo word game yeah um, <laughs> to I guess his his dismay yeah but, but but more so I think we we see his insecurities which are probably always going to be there like they were in volume one but I think we see them a lot more here uh, especially about being single and some of his shortcomings in in terms of intelligence I guess. I mean, i'm not saying he's not dumb but a lot of his intelligence comes from just reading books yeah case in case in point the the french chapter uh, ba- battle 20 <laughs> yep. yuki shirogane wants to talk uh-huh. that one you just see one is just hilarious i i just love the situation he gets himself in <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about a certain scene in, in there in the later on but I, I just guess I want to say is he feels confident that his studying studying will make him seem impressive to especially Kaguya um, mm-hmm. to the other uh, people but that quickly backfires and he finds out even Chica can speak fluent French <laughs> yeah <laughs> and have deep conversations right and so yeah. he, he just his insecurities are just just grow even more in that in that case so for sure. Yeah, there there really is a lot of focus on his insecurities, uh, mm-hmm. but what I, uh, I I really enjoyed Miyuki in the Forbidden Word Game chapter where, uh, well we we get to see his, his insecurities there as well for a time because he obviously has this plan to let Chika win so that mm-hmm. he and Kaguya can go shopping together, and and he I think at first he assumes that Kaguya has the same kind of plan, but then there is one moment like he has one moment of doubt. Where he, for a moment, he thinks that, wait, maybe she doesn't, like, maybe she, maybe she is trying to play to win, or, like, maybe she doesn't want to go shopping with me. Uh, I think that's, I think that's pretty touching, like, to see him, well, yeah, ha- have those, that, those doubts and stuff. Uh, but then, but then also, as you said, we, we get to see how, like, his, his just, 
genuine kindness as well in this uh, in this volume a lot and also in this chapter when he when he you know after we get some we get some reason to believe that chica suffers or suffers by from feeling left out a lot like and that like she's not part of a situation or whatever where miyuki I mean, he, he thinks it over and like whether or not she was bluffing or if there was, there was truth to it and he decides mm-hmm. to believe that there probably was at least some level of truth to it which i personally agree with as well mm-hmm. but um but yeah we'll get to that but and then he decides to to try to win himself so that chica won't be left out of the uh you know going shopping potentially obviously he fails <laughs> with that but but just seeing like him like giving up this opportunity to co- to go shopping with kaguya for for a moment uh i think is one of those good good examples of of his just altruistic nature for sure i agree and i you know i didn't i don't know if i really uh looked at that whole chapter in that light but but i agree 100% it's it shows his you know his, his good his good nature his goodwill mm. and you know if he doesn't want to cheat someone of doing giving his best just so that he can get what he wants you know what i mean yeah for sure and uh, obviously that played into <laughs> chica's hand but uh it just shows how sincere of a person he really is i mm. don't i don't see him being a person who will backstab or try to use someone t- for his own gain does that make sense and, and maybe something happens later on in volumes but right no no, no i see him mm. doing that no I, he would never yeah like i i also don't think he would ever do that he's he's just too kind of a person and he's like he's like one of the most considerate people in the world yeah considerate yeah kaguya on the other hand <laughs> uh I, yeah i mean i she, she'll, she'll use anybody i think and, <laughs> but not 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 in like a it's 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 odd. I mean, I usually if someone is using or manipulating someone else, mm. I don't <laughs> condone it and I don't like it. Yeah. But in her case, it's never to harm them. It's more to try to get what she wants and right now what she wants is <laughs> Miyuki. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and I mean she has she she's what like 16 years old like 17 years old yeah. like she she's just a kid so like i can give her a pass for for some of the pretty bad things that she she has been doing but but also as you as you said like they aren't like that bad even though yeah they they, right. they can be they can be pretty nasty sometimes but ultimately it's ultimately it's not that bad <laughs> yeah and again you got to look at her background too she comes from oh, yeah. a a very uh noble like family who mm. has servants is probably what what's the what's the word assistance i mean that, I, I think i think they I or think is they can be considered servants yeah mm. I, so they they i mean that's just kind of normal for her to be able to dictate what people do yeah um, you're right and it, but again i i think that uh that's just one of her interesting qualities interesting uh quirks maybe yeah absolutely and like just from a from a story standpoint like as a consumer of this story i love her 
bad sides. You know, you know it yeah. makes her into such an interesting character. So, yeah. Truly. Truly does. So, so good. Um, would you like to move on to talk a little bit about Chica? Oh, yes. Because I was... Uh, well, we, we, we were talking about the Forbidden Word game, which obviously she mm-hmm. was the one who suggested that game. And I, I first of all, I just got to say, I love her strategy to yeah. winning where she just changes the way she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, uh, which obviously got I probably both Miyuki and most readers uh, a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that That is my favorite chapter for her in this volume, I think. Absolutely. She knocks out of the park with that. Just because she plays she plays both of both of these masterminds like a fiddle, really. She really um, does. <laughs> and it wasn't unintentional either. Like she mm-hmm. she knew how to get the reaction, the words she needed, really. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Because she was the one that gave Miyuki the serious word, right? Uh no, that was Oh, was Kaguya who did? That must have been Kaguya because Miyuki gave Chika the. Oh, check it. You're right. The you're check right. it. Yeah. Okay. So. So I, I guess yeah. that's because that's right at the end. Like. They say, Kaguya, picked a basically picked a word that she think she thought that Miyuki would, say or something like that. So that's why. Hmm. She ended up, winning. But I guess, <laughs> I guess not winning, but ended up going, sh- shopping. Right, winning, yeah. <laughs> winning the chance to go shopping with Miyuki. Right. <laughs> Victory through loss. My point with Chika is we had seen her as this innocent, bubbly, uh, happy-go-lucky person. When it comes to games like this, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't hold back her punches. Nope. <laughs> <She'll>, <laughs> she, I mean, we were talking about Kaguya being manipulative, but I mean... Here, Chica, for the for the sake of winning, she just went straight to the for the throat, man. Totally. Um, to get to get Kaguya to say that word, and I I'm 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 frightened by it, <laughs> but also I kind of like it. Oh, I said the yeah. word. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I like it because she's it shows that she's not just you know the adorable comedy relief. There is a, some sort of mm. mischievous and and crafty side to her for sure yeah i think that that's one of the funny things things with her is that i mean i think there were there were a few hints not not to her being like crafty like this necessarily but even mm-hmm. in the first volume there were there were there were some hints of, yeah like toward her being um you know i guess able to see things in a different way that others don't and and like her coming up with some words of wisdom like seemingly randomly at points but you know it mm-hmm. uh i think that's also an important part of her character and we it says like after the chapter with the forbidden word game it says the, uh, there's like a little box i think where it says that the forbidden word game is described as it challenges the player's understanding of their opponents mm-hmm. and obviously chica won it like very like it was obviously not a fluke uh so I think she 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 does understand people more so than she gives off like maybe than we understand of her. I think I I agree with that, but I also think it's to Kaguya's credit because she understood. I think Kaguya understands um, both Chika and Miyuki more than Miyuki understands Kaguya and Chika. Does that make sense? Because she I, I think she knew I think she knew that Miyuki 
was more likely to say the serious word, hence why she gave him that word, mm-hmm. and was able to um, win in that way. I, I, I don't think she expected like to be her word at all. I don't, yeah, I don't think she expected to lose first. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's why, that's why this, it just shows that Chica basically know, knows what, what she's doing in that sense. So I, I agree with that, but I, I also think it's Kaga who understands the other two a little, a little more than Miyuki, who I, I think here kind of shows his, again, we're talking about Miyuki again, but kind of shows his, uh, <laughs> I mean, ignorance may not be the right word, but his daftness or his lack of understanding, basically. I don't think he completely understands the other two. But, uh, but maybe I'm maybe, wrong. Maybe, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. They, they, they've all got secrets from each other in a way. Although I'd say Chica has less less of that. or she, she She's definitely, you know, much more open and honest about things, yeah. you know. As long as she's not playing a game, she will be <laughs> like an open book. But when it, she gets yeah. into game mode, that's when <laughs> she can be incredibly, like, you know, lie and... Uh, and deceive and mm-hmm. all sorts of things so on that topic what do you think of the story she told about f- feeling left out a lot and like that being an issue for her do you think like how much truth do you think there was in that uh i thought i thought there was uh, a good amount of truth in that because that wasn't the first time she mentions in this because vo- didn't she mention boy talk in that in that confession like she wishes more girls would talk to her about boys or whatever. Uh, that's part of it, yeah. So she brings it up later on too, and or before I can't remember the order of the chapters. When she becomes a love detective, mm-hmm. she mentions she wants more girls to talk to her about boys, and 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 it's not so much about the boys aspect. It's just I think it's more she wants to have more friends. I think. Yeah. And maybe she. Part of her current feelings is that she, well, yeah, basically she doesn't have as many friends as she would like, or maybe maybe not a lot of people talk to her as she likes, or is open with her. Right. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, um, yeah, I, absolutely. Because, I mean, she has, like, this small circle of friends in the student council, and mm-hmm. at, at home, as we learned in the first volume, it's, she's had, she has a pretty strict home life. Like, very strict. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I don't imagine, like, maybe... I mean, obviously, I don't know for sure, but I don't imagine there's a whole lot of, like, I guess, love in there, or at least not necessarily, Hmm. uh, like, I don't know. Regardless, I I, I don't think she has a lot of friend circles, like, at least based on what she said, because I, I choose to believe that what she said in this game was truth. Maybe she exaggerated it for sure, but... But but that it was still, that, that that it is still something that that weighs her down to a degree. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I don't know how much of that is true, but mm. I I I thought the same thing that potentially there's a little more truth there than what we see. But anyway. Yeah, and and Miyuki seems to think there is something there as well. So. I think that's part of the reason why mm. I thought that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I, I had actually, it's funny because I read these volumes like back in early 2019 and I haven't read them until until now again. 
uh, now that we're like I'm rereading them for for this podcast. And so th- I, there's a lot of stuff I forget, like that I've forgotten since my first time reading. And I actually uh, during that chapter, I actually had the same thought about like those feelings maybe being actually genuine and not mm-hmm. just made for for to win the game. Uh, I, I I had that suspicion before we saw Miyuki uh, like ponder about it. Uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 definitely nice. I think to to get this insight into into Chica a bit more. Really like that. Yeah, I, I did too. And something that Miyuki says about her after after he after Chica gets cocky to say that mm. is uh, you know he says, "Wow, that's bad form, and that's why people think you're a pain to be around, Fujiwara." And right. <laughs> so it there's obviously mm. this thought maybe among their classmates that yeah she is a bit of a bit much in some cases and maybe mm. that it that it attests to why she feels she doesn't have a lot of friends or can't talk to as many people but maybe maybe we'll see that in future volumes i'm not sure uh, yeah I, I hope so yeah i hope so one what i got out of this volume more so than the first one is chica's character and she's more than a plot device or an instigator, a comic relief. Like obviously right. she is. Like she has a lot of uh, comedic relief moments, and they're hilarious. But we see, we do see more of her personality, and more than just the the bubbly, innocent girl that maybe Volume One portrays her as. Yeah. She cares for a lot of people. Like she, she is. Like, like she wants that, like we were saying, she wants that friendship that she sees other girls her age having. Mm. Um, and maybe she doesn't quite feel like she has with Kaguya. And she's a lot more clever than people give her credit, especially Kaguya. Uh, absolutely, at least, yeah. <laughs> at least in this chapter, I feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's a moment where Kaguya says, or imagines Chika, and she says, oh, I have an IQ of three. But <laughs> if you look, if you look in... The very first pages, there's a time, there's a point where it talks about Miyuki, and oh, never mind. I thought, mm-hmm. well, that was dumb. I, I, so I thought in the in the final exam top scores because in the back you have names. And I thought I saw Fujiwara's oh. name, but no, it's it's Miyuki, Kaguya, and Kashiwagi that I see. Oh, um, that's right. Who, yeah. Who's pretty high, but no, I don't see. I don't see uh, Fujiwara. So never mind. I was about to go and say like, oh well, she's in the top of class. Well, one one of the top grades <laughs> of class. What? Right. Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely not like a top student, but you know, she's also she's definitely not dumb either. Yeah. I there's no way she says she has an IQ of three. Yeah. No. No. For sure not. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I one thing that I can like I it, I know I have a side to me sometimes that I maybe. I could see Chica having that to a degree as well is where it's like it's possible that she um not plays dumb but sort of doesn't care about coming off as not mm. super intelligent uh you know like she's able to like she she she's cool with like kind of joking about herself and mm-hmm. like that sort of thing where she's fine with having like she she doesn't care if others think she's stupid mm-hmm. yeah i could see that i could see that and to a degree i see what kaguya 
means when she says that Chica has no pride. No pride in the sense that she's okay being viewed as a goofball or viewed as mm. an, an, an hairhead or um, that, that she doesn't, maybe she doesn't care as much of what people think about her than say Kaguya, Kaguya would maybe. Right. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe it might just depend on the person, but anywho. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I really liked uh, Chica's like almost like motherly side. We got to see when, when she took it on, on like we, she, she took it on herself to describe to, or explain to Kaguya what your first time means. Uh, and she's, she's whispering yeah. in her ear for 16 minutes, just describing what that is. <laughs> Wait, it was sixteen minutes. Yeah, it says it says that it took sixteen minutes oh, to wait, to on. explain I, I, it. I totally missed that. I got I got I got to see it. Just a sec. <laughs> it's it's so funny. <laughs> so that was how uh, how Kaguya learned what sex was. Oh yeah, sixteen minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I respect to Chica for doing that because I would not want to be Miyuki and have to explain to especially oh. the girl I like. Yeah. Um, what that means. Uh, yeah, that's... Oh, man. I, I love her response to that. Isn't that illegal? Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. But, but, but that's Kaguya. So that is... Chica. Right, yeah, but that is that is really good. <laughs> and then, obviously, we have Chica picking up the cockroach with her fing- fingers after, you know, Miyuki struggled with that hardcore mm-hmm. for a whole chapter. And... And she even knows what kind of cockroach it is and which direction the cockroach needs to fly to get home. Like, yeah, that's that, 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 that's also one like really good example for like that just shows that she's really not dumb. She mm-hmm. it, it's just maybe it's just like a, a way like a way she like her, her personality just comes off as it. But really, yeah. she's not she's not dumb at all. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments is when she just speaks fluent French. Yes. <laughs> and because you just don't expect it. Because I think even even Miyuki is like, basically thinks Chika will be in the same boat as he as he's in. I think. Yeah, yeah. He he, he, he just naturally assumes that she's yeah. not going to be able to speak French. Uh. I do find it a bit offensive that she's like you know you know if anything Japanese is is not my strongest language. It's like wow. Obviously, she didn't mean that as as a burn to <laughs> to Miyuki, but it was like, dang, hit him while he's down. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that that is also true with Chica, though. She says what she thinks. She doesn't shy away from true. from what from saying what she what's on her mind, which you know, obviously that that can come off as a little bit harsh at times. But it is that, that's that's Definitely. also one of her personality Definitely. traits. <laughs> oh yeah, it is like like the the moment where is she. When Miyuki puts on the cat ears and she's like, "Ah, how, how do I put this? It, it, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't doesn't fit. It doesn't look right on you." Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Basically, she just says, "Yeah, that that looks bad on you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> she's so honest. Mm-hmm. And she gives the good advice that we talked about with the uh, Kaguya mm. uh, and and uh, Kashiwagi. She gives the the good love love advice to envision the person you like with someone else. Which I think was good for for obviously helped both Kaguya and Kashiwagi there. Mm-hmm. So that was that Great. was also a good thing. Chika did this this volume. 
She Chica had a lot of good moments in this. I was surprised. She really, yeah. <laughs> like compared to, compared to volume one, I almost thought okay maybe it's gonna be a slow steady thing, but nah. In this in this one, she, hey, no wonder she's on the front. She does yeah. really right. Does a really good job. She did definitely deserves to be on the front cover. And uh, when I was taking notes for for this uh, volume, she was actually the character I ended up taking the most notes for. I think uh, same. Uh, no, which I was surprised by, <laughs> but. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. Very nice to see her get this uh, attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's more to come. Exciting. <laughs> uh, and and also when she says like Takashiwagi that, uh, like finding some something in common with her oh, boyfriend, oh my gosh, and that they have to like stand up against <laughs> society. <laughs> that was that one of my favorite things. <laughs> one of the best lines. That's that's why yeah, that's why another reason why I love that chapter so much. I was mm. debating between that one and and the word one is which one was the best for Chica, mm. but right. for the sake of variety, I, I did the other one. But that <laughs> but that one's good because she just gave this advice that seems just uh, you know out of this or just. Out of left field, like how how yeah. would that be a good thing? You know, fight the society. Because what Kage was saying at first, finding something that you both can do. That okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> They're like fighting society. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, it's brilliant. And and what they end up doing because they, I mean they could have gone the direction of you know like rioting or, or something, something crazy like that. But uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it it's it's really funny how they. <laughs> Kashiwagi and her boyfriend find charity as the thing that brings them together. It's really, yeah, that's really, really sweet, funny. actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really sweet. Ah, uh, yeah, and I think that it's it's just one of those things where it just fits it fit it fits Chika's personality so well. Like mm. the way, like I feel like she, I don't know, like some somehow she she seems to be like in touch with nature and with like, and and she has this way to, of thinking that's you know out outside the box for most people and. Yeah, just standing up against society and like sending the cockroach home. Like, I don't know. They're they're very different things, obviously, but like they all fit somehow. I I don't know how to describe it exactly, but yeah. Well, I think you mentioned last time she's a, she's unpredictable or something along those lines. You said that, and yeah. I think this adds to it. You know, you wouldn't really predict that she would pick up the cockroach and know its name and send it flying in the right direction. You wouldn't predict that you say fight society, um, really. You probably, I mean, I don't think you would. No, 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 no. And and so, she, I think as the chapters go on, you have to you have to think. Okay, she's gonna say something that we're not gonna be able to predict, or or when she says something that's unpredictable, you can still think. Okay, that's very cheek of her to say that. Right. Does right. That exactly. Sense? Yeah, yeah, like it's like we we it's hard to predict her, but when she does or says something, it's like oh yeah, of course she would say or do that. Yeah, uh, sort of because and and I said also last time like when we talked about the first volume, I said something like I feel like Chica is, is I feel like she's she's a bit of a philosopher sometimes. Like when the the things that she says, the thing you know, like the society thing, and and in the previous volume it was Living like society. We talked <laughs> in the last volume we talked about or like. She was the one that basically told Kaguya and Miyuki to get get off their asses and do something, or if they don't, nothing's gonna happen. You know, uh, there there's a lot of those sorts of things that I that I really like with her. Indeed. Moving on to the other characters, there's a few others that we can probably talk a little bit about. Obviously, these three were also in this volume the primary ones, but 
we get to see more of Ai Hayasaka in this volume than we did in the first. Yeah. Still relatively unknown, though, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, we, yeah. She's... It's, it's much more than the first volume, but it's, it's more of a glimpse of um, who this person is. Right. We get to learn that the Hayasaka family has pledged their allegiance to the Shinomiya family for generations and that they are completely trusted by the Shinomiya family and that Ai, Hayasaka, Ai has been uh, serving Kaguya for the past 10 years and that supposedly Ai Hayasaka is the only one that Kaguya is like feeling perfectly comfortable around to actually be herself completely. Yeah, which is which is a special kind of bond that they share. For sure, for sure. And, like, I wonder if Kaguya views Ai as a friend or if she just sees her as, like, someone that serves her, you know? Yeah, I wonder. I I think it is a servant-master relationship, mm. but I think that can be ground in friendship, though. Yes. So, or at least lead to friendship. And I, and I, and I, do, I do think they are what you would consider friend, but mm. it extends beyond that to a master servant type of relation. Does that make does that make sense? I, I think keep, so. I keep saying does that make sense? I should probably <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> no, but I, I I think it makes sense. Okay. Uh and I it's like yeah. Because like I feel like in all technicalities or whatever you want to say, like they are friends. You know, based on the way they talk yeah. and the way they you know the way they are when they are together, they are friends. Just mm-hmm. based on that. Then whether or not they personally would call it a friendship like the characters mm-hmm. themselves that's a different thing i think but yeah like what, what one thing for example when when uh when i asks kaguya if she would con- con- confess first if she was in love with mm. someone like mm-hmm. i think she was intentionally intentionally messing with kaguya there because mm-hmm. she, she wanted to get a reaction out of kaguya and obviously she, she does get that when kaguya throws her like sleeve thing uh, on her, like in 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 fury. Yeah, the cuff or whatever. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I think, for me, I is very intuitive and notices a lot of things. So I think she could tell. Um, Kaguya had, she probably she probably knows of, uh, Miyuki, mm-hmm. she, and probably has seen them together or how Kaguya acts around him. So yeah. she's able. So she's able. To, to already piece together that well and obviously like Kaguya is asking her to do all sorts of somewhat <laughs> absurd things for this man um, right <laughs> or to, to get this man to fall in love with her uh-huh. um, so obviously so I guess it's not as hard to figure out but I she she likes to egg and almost tease Kaguya on mm. in in order to kind of help her, give her advice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like when she takes the phone and like starts texting uh-huh. without like Kaguya wanting that to happen. Or, or even just the, the question, somewhat leading question of if someone were to, conf- or someone, mm-hmm. if you were to fall in love with someone, would you confess to them or right. something like that? Like obviously she, <laughs> I think she probably knew what the answer would be. For sure. But was trying to get a reaction from her. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other characters we got is, well, yeah, Kashiwagi. We mentioned her a little bit. She comes back in this volume, feeling insecure about her relationship that started in the previous volume. And 
I think, at least for me, the primary thing that we get from Kashiwagi in this volume is that I think it it's pretty obvious that Kashiwagi understands that Kaguya is in love. Yeah. When 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 yeah you know when when they're sitting there talking, and mm-hmm. Kaguya starts describing things and and she, I think she gives the excuse yet yeah, no I'm talking about someone someone else or something something like that or mm-hmm. whatever it is I can't remember exactly but anyway, Kashiwagi sees through that. And she understands that 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 Kaguya is probably madly in love with some with someone. I mean, it's just a small thing for a relatively small character, but I thought that was a pretty nice thing with her. This volume. What I what I liked about it, uh, besides you know that that's a good point as well. She's um, Kaguya Kaguya's uh, feelings for Miyuki are not as uh, encrypted as maybe she <laughs> thinks. Right. And Kashiwagi is able to pick up on that, but. What I really like from Kashiwagi is somewhat the the realness of relationships in that sometimes mm. you may not feel you may not have the feelings for a person that's asked you out or something like that, but um, or or maybe or maybe you think the the magic or the love is not there, mm-hmm. and and that's totally fair for her to think that, but then we get Chika comes in with her love detective advice and <laughs> and you know kashiwagi kind of takes a a realistic approach to it she doesn't freak out like i mean not saying it's not realistic but she doesn't freak out like kaguya in in that mind exercise that chika has them do um she kind of just she seriously contemplates like yeah you know i wouldn't i wouldn't like him being with another woman yeah and she she does look sad when she envisions yeah that. it's true she does i i guess i don't know and, and anyway yeah my my point is that I think that's somewhat of a a realistic uh, take on how some some romances start. It may not start yeah. as liking the person as as much as as the person likes you, but as you get to know them and you find something that you both enjoy, like fighting against society. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, love can uh, maybe spring from that, or not. I don't yeah. know. I right. Don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know yeah. what the future holds for the for these cup for this couple, but you never know. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely their their like their little side story, I guess you could call it, is definitely so far a very nice thing to have going. Yeah. For sure. Uh, next up, I want to touch a little bit on Miyuki's father. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so I just first of all, so I good. love I love his introduction. You know when when he's on on the phone with Kaguya. I love the design of his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just so, so funny. Just the the little peek of him we got we got this episode, and thanks to him picking up the phone and all that, it was also nice for for Kaguya to get a little bit of a peek into Miyuki's home life because we we hear his little sister's voice and like we like there's a little bit of that like family bickering. Uh, that 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 mm-hmm. you can hear through the phone uh, when when Miyuki's dad hands over the phone to Miyuki, so I thought that was that was really sweet. She kind of got a peek into the bathtub too, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that part. She's like, "You're you're talking to a naked man." Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I love uh, that part so much. And how uh, and I has this like uh like sign that she holds up to Kaguya like drag out the conversation <laughs> like keep keep talking it's like she's really rooting for Kaguya and I think that's really sweet 
I, yeah, that was that was something I wanted to say about eyes. She's mm. she's basically she's teasing her in 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 ways, but she's also rooting for her. You're so right. it's yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of relationship that they have. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no, his father is is interest or Mr. Shirogane is, is very interesting <laughs> in that he had I mean the look he's 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 very serious and he has that that kind of what what's what do they keep calling his eyes? Intense. I guess intense is the right so, word because they are very intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks a lot like Shirogane, obviously, or like yeah. Miyuki. Obviously, he 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 is Shirogane, so obviously he looks like Shirogane. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I love that. It's like he looks like a combination of Shirogane and some kind of like generic stereotypical drawing of a Japanese man. <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but yeah, like I just I love his design, and he looks like, you know, this is this is manga, you know, and it it's a very manga manga, you know, it in the art style, you know, noses look very like much like they generally do in manga, like not necessarily realistic noses, but then you then you got Chiragane's or Miyuki's father, and he has a like his face is actually pretty proportional to a real person <laughs> for the most part, like, at least compared to most other characters. Uh, and I think that that alone is also just a really funny little detail, <laughs> to me at least. No, yeah, I, I, I like it. And like you were saying, the whole look into Miyuki's somewhat family life yeah. is, <laughs> is, is nice. And it, I don't know, it kind of... It's a contrast to how Kaguya's um, interaction with her family, I imagine, is like. I don't imagine they're right. as intimate as father walking, father or mother walking into the bathtub to hand over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 even just answering. Right. Uh, your son's phone like that. Which, yeah. if my parents did that and I was a teenager, I mean, I would I would freak out. I mean, I yeah. freak out is not the right maybe not the right word. But I, I'd be upset. I'd be upset. That's yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a very nice scene. I, obviously, it's just like one page or so. Right. With, it's with pretty brief. The, the dad there, but he's very sweet or fun or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So there's two other characters. They're basically just gonna get mentions because um, they're so br- brief. But the girl who has a supposed thing for Kashiwagi's boyfriend appears briefly. You know. I think on one of these like between chapter pages, um, she appears two times actually. Actually, yeah, I think there was another time, but I can't remember what the other time was now. It's in the same chapter, so the the most obvious one is mm. she's at the end of oh. that chapter, watching them doing the charity work. Right. right. Yes, yes, yes. The other time is when Kashiwagi is imagining her boyfriend with another girl. Yeah. It's that. It's <laughs> it's that girl. It which is. is it which is. I thought was like what? Like what? Does she know something? <laughs> Like maybe maybe she knows that her she has Ooh, feelings I hadn't thought for of that. her boyfriend. That's actually really interesting. I had not thought of her potentially knowing that. Sorry, I almost said her name. That this girl has feelings for her boyfriend. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? I maybe she doesn't. Maybe that was just that's just one of her friends, and so she just decided to pick that one. Right. Yeah. But, that absolutely. Yeah. Because because Kaguya has no reason to think that Chika has 
feelings for Miyuki. Yeah, but, that's but she true. still I, chooses Chica. Yeah, you know. I think, you know, uh, real quick. I think the reason why one of the reasons why she chose Chica was, I think, in the terms of feminine wiles, I, I think maybe she feels a little, maybe a little insecure. I, I think she she knows yeah. she's cute, but maybe she feels a little insecure in compared to uh, Chica's rather large chest and other yes. yeah attractive features. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, anyway, that's sorry, true. random. <laughs> and so maybe yeah. maybe Kashiwagi feels that way about this girl. I don't, I don't know. I mean, potentially throwing theories out there. Right? No, it's definitely fun to to have them have them thrown out there so that we can we can look back at it and laugh <laughs> at how how dumb our theories yeah, were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that that's interesting though, uh, and it is it is fun to to see her there, mostly as a little Easter egg, obviously in that. Little yeah thing but it's it's nice uh because the more i can see of that girl the better i really like her oh good i'm, I'm happy <laughs> who's the other character and finally appearing only like on the basically the last page is yui shigami oh yeah um who still didn't quite appear in this volume which i had i had hoped he would <laughs> but yeah but we at least are promised that he will appear in next volume so mm-hmm. get excited yeah which which i was happy about because he's definitely one of my favorites from from the anime. Right. Like he had a brief appearance in the the color spread at the very first uh, or the second page like he was there in the corner so I when I was first oh, reading yeah. the volume I was like, "Wait, does he appear in this one?" and then he never did. Right. That's right. <laughs> Disappointment. But that's yeah. okay. I'm re- I'm ready for <laughs> volume 3 now. Oh yes, I am so so ready. <laughs> There's also the principal or the head The principal actually that's true. That's true. Do you want to talk about him a bit? Or? Well, I guess all I'll say is, what's his deal? Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously he, in in that chapter where he takes the magazine from the Grammy, yeah, he's he's just being the, the headmaster principal guy of of the school. Like that makes sense, mm. I guess. Yeah. But then in the in the French chapter or the the very last <laughs> chapter, he's like all of a sudden testing or yeah. putting Miyuki through a trial. But it, it turned out hilarious, and his reaction was like. <laughs> We're so he totally read the situation incorrectly, but I loved yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, good oh, good on Miyuki to doing that. But I really wonder, <laughs> does he have more of a role in the future in in, in other volumes? Because I remember in the anime, I'm pretty sure he was there, but that may have been the only time it, it that that French part like that was the only time he appeared, and then he just went away and I always thought that was strange and again right reading this I I thought yeah that's weird like what in the world Hmm. I don't know Hmm. I guess it I mean it is just volume two so there's potential he'll reappear again I guess but what what are your thoughts on him um I I think so not too much to like well I, I feel like at least based on this volume where he I can't remember if he appeared at all in the first one but um maybe briefly yeah if he did it was only very very briefly uh but at least based on this volume we have the the time when he he gave the magazine to the student council to like for them to confiscate it or to get rid of it or whatever um and um and the and the french chapter as you mentioned and i feel like in both of those chapters we get reason to to feel like he's a bit of a slacker in a way, if that makes sense, oh. you know, he he could have you know dealt with the magazine himself, but no, he gives it to the student council to do true 
do whatever with. And I then, did think that was stupid, or not stupid, but just like really I mean, just strange. <laughs> strange, yeah, that's the word. And and um and in this in the French chapter, the uh, like Miyuki asks him like for for future, could you please give us a little bit more time to prepare events like mm. the, these? Yeah, uh, you know that that's another reason where where I feel like maybe he's not super invested or as much as he should i i don't know uh but that's i guess as much as i can take away from this volume about him but then he but then he acts like he's testing miyuki with the with the true you know silver tongue french lady <laughs> yeah so i don't know it he's he confuses me yeah. uh at, but at the same time it's like i'm not you know i was like whatever if he appears again like woohoo but if he doesn't like whatever. he is a strange old man yeah. But yes, moving into the comedy talk. What what made us laugh a lot this volume? I got to say that that the last chapter chapter or battle 20 where you know he just has a whole French incident really made me laugh. Um uh-huh. but especially the part where <laughs> he's like okay, I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to wing it. Use what I or I don't think he actually I think a girl just comes up to him and starts talking to him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Someone just comes up to him and, and yeah, he, he's just trying to get by, and and then the text turns into shapes, which is so <laughs> relatable. Yeah. I, when I was first learning Japanese, when I first lived in Japan, mm. what anything that they were saying, it just didn't comprehend or didn't compute. And then mm. a, a few years later, I remember I talked to, I, I had met someone again after like two years. They were Japanese, and I for the first time I understood everything they were saying and I was like, whoa, this is like, I didn't, I didn't understand. That's what you, it was like, it was, it was like I was hearing their voice for the first time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I can understand that. That's so amazing. So this is really, really relatable having these, these, these shapes like that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. my po- I guess why I like this so much is he, he just picks out the, the word that he knows is, here's origami apparently yeah and he just folds a rose he's like bon voyage and just walks away <laughs> and then her expression is just like yeah. oh my gosh she's got a little crush yeah i know right like i love it it's oh, so nice it so much like he's able to make a connection with someone even though they don't speak the same language i think that's i think that's pretty beautiful uh but also as i mean it's it's so hilarious yeah. Uh, just getting to follow along with Miyuki's uh, like thought process throughout this chapter mm-hmm. is so so funny. And like there, there's even that there's that one time when Miyuki, you know, obviously he he continuously has this vision of Kaguya going like how cute. But in this chapter, she doesn't in French. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that was a really nice touch. <laughs> Indeed. Uh yeah, and how how he doesn't understand anything that Betsy is saying, the girl with the that's insulting him uh and how that really co- like conveniently works works to his advantage mm-hmm. oh so funny yeah that 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 battle or <laughs> chapter or whatever was pretty great so great yeah <laughs> so the the first page that's just explaining the premise it it's basically it's not the same drawings but it's basically the same thing as the first page of the first volume as well Mm. Um, just like with other, I guess, angles and maybe slightly different words, but it's it's you know just the premise of the story explained by the narrator with these images. That I don't know how many times I've read this page. 
in my life. I, I mean, because I've gone back, back, like just looked at that page quite a lot. And obviously both the first volume and this one have basically have that same thing. It makes me laugh out loud every time. Like I literally <laughs> cried with laughter when I reread this, uh, like when I t was for, like to take notes for this uh, discussion. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, what it is about it. It's just it's so funny to me. Talk about the colored page, right? Yeah, like the very, very first uh, page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it's just a, such a funny way to look at relationships, you know, like... It, it is. <laughs> the direct kiss, an indirect kiss uh, chapter. It starts off, you know, very typical for the series, you know, the mind games, mm -hmm. the, the... all that. But then... What I thought was funny about that chapter was how, in the end, Kage and Miyuki choose cooperation to, or collaboration yeah. to, to both get on top. Then, of course, it turns out the, the coffee beans were feces or something. Um, yeah, digested. I don't know. Who right. thought was like, oh, my gosh, these coffee beans are going to be so good. Who thought <laughs> I mean, that? Apparently, they were right, at least. But, yeah, who well, would no, come I mean, up hey, that? Yeah, I mean, obviously... <laughs> that people think they taste good. I'm sure they do. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it's the crazy things we'll, we'll do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was actually debating on whether I would call, call that, that part, uh, romantic or not. But I mean, I, I think, I think it's like, it's, Hey, it's a romantic comedy. What do you, what do you know? Uh, it's <laughs> the, the part where, where they both, they agree to both drink. They're going to drink it at the same time or whatever, yeah. it, it basically confirms that they, they want to, that they, they secretly have this desire to share that in indirect kiss. Of course. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I guess that goes more into the romantic side, but I, I, th I still think it's funny <laughs> that they go through all these hula hoops Yes. to get to the point where, yeah, you know, we, we, we there's nothing we could do about it. Uh, I guess I'll just have to indirectly kiss you <laughs> yeah we're so busy we don't have time to switch cups now it's uh let's just it's yeah. it's too late yeah. <laughs> just roll with it <laughs> yeah we mentioned the kaguya's misunderstanding about what having done mm -hmm. it means and obviously that's a super hilarious chapter and i just want to shed some light on miyuki's and chika's reactions when they when they when they get under the impression that that kaguya has done it <laughs> uh, like Miyuki starts reading through like a phone directory looking for like, area <laughs> yeah. codes like, so, like, yeah. <laughs> like, so, like anything to uh, get his mind off of it or like stuff like that it's so funny I uh, love it so much and and when uh, and when Kaguya assumes that Miyuki has done it with his sister <laughs> I think yeah what, what Miyuki says there he says no way are you high <laughs> so good <laughs> Uh, and Kaguya even says that Chika does it with her dog all the time. And that's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chika. She's like, don't don't pull me into this. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what, like, probably my, like, as far as comedy goes, that chapter uh, is yeah, my favorite. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, I think the last one is still my favorite, but this is this is so close. True. They are, they're close. <laughs> yeah, this is this one is done so well. It's a great kind of misunderstanding, uh, and even before all that, the the chapter starts with again that principal guy, and he says, "Look at those two. They are not succumbing to their desires." And yeah. hilariously enough, 
their inner inner monologues is like, oh man, I can't wait to do hot things with this person, or I'll, I'll do this to him, I'll do that to him. Yes, yes. And of, of, of the two, like Miyuki's makes sense, cause especially when they're talking about the the magazine, and he's like, wait, is there frontal nudity? Uh, nudity. <laughs> frontal nudity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in that, and he's like, he has interest or shows interest. Uh-huh. Um, so so obviously you know he he has the mind of a teenage boy, mm-hmm. but Kaguya she says I'll do this to him and that to him. Uh-huh. What is she thinking? Is she thinking of like you know, get a whip and that kind of thing? Or uh, but surely she's shoulders, so surely not like. Yeah no no no. What she's thinking of kissing him like what? Yes, that's what I. I guess that's it. Like she she's thinking about kissing, holding hands, like <laughs> those really really innocent things, <laughs> hugging. You know yeah. that that's that's what I imagine is on her mind. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Totally agree. <laughs> And yeah. maybe and maybe that's why he had that part right there in the beginning because it, to to the reader, when you just read that, you think, oh, they're both thinking of yeah, you know, the the <laughs> getting down and dirty. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> but but after that chapter, you're like, oh, Kaguya is too innocent for that. Yeah. Um, and one thing I wonder about that I thought was pretty funny is the cockroach. Uh, after Chika lets it out and it flies away. We see it. It says something about like, oh, I'll, 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 I'll come back and bring all my friends and like to to <laughs> thank you, like girl with a ribbon in your hair. Like, uh, I wonder if we're actually, if if that's actually going to happen. If like a bunch of cockroaches are just gonna come to the school some in some chapter in the future, like that would be really funny. Like if Akasaka just wouldn't forget about that and actually make that a chapter at some point. Yeah, I I wondered. I, I that would like, be so hmm. funny. Is that foreshadowing something? I don't actually know. We shall find out. We shall. I, 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 I I'm gonna definitely keep my hopes up for it because I think, I think it would be such a nice, such a fun callback uh, to that. And I mean, that chapter partially, very minorly inspired the the famous Chica dance. So mm, true. It would also can you know remind us of it, and that that's you know always fun to be reminded of that dance. Just imagine, imagine that dance, but the room is. Instead, filled with those cockroaches. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it would be as <laughs> oh, popular no. as it is. Yeah. <laughs> or if a cockroach does that dance. Oh. oh. Speaking of that chapter, just just real briefly, freaking Kaguya bites Miyuki. Oh yeah, that's right. I I was when I saw. I mean, obviously, I I understand her reaction to try to get out, but when it's because I hadn't because this scene was in the anime, so when I saw it, I was like, whoa, like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That whole scene just really shocked me because I I wasn't expecting the groping or the well the accidental groping, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the bite. Yeah, it's a crazy uh, chapter, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like I guess I can understand why they why they didn't adapt it in the anime. I, I although I still love the chapter, I absolutely do. Uh, yeah. For for all three of these characters, it's amazing. Yeah. And um, I want to touch also a little bit on the cat ears chapter. Oh, yeah. Which also a really funny chapter. And I think what, what made me laugh the most in that chapter, among many things, obviously, was mm-hmm. when uh, Kaguya does the how cute face. I thought that was really funny. That that, that face actually happened outside of Miyuki's mind. <laughs> I I agree. Unintentionally, too. It's 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 funny. Yeah. Continue, continuing on with that, it's 
when Chica is like, well, let's try these horns or whatever. And we, we see mm. we see Kaguya's scary side again. We we see it from time to time. Uh, but in this chapter, it's it's really it's really there. She's like basically just they, they use the word in English, the jab. They jabs her finger into Chica's cheek. And it's like, nope. Oh yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that is scary. I thought that, I thought that was hilariously scary. It was like whoa, yeah, uh, dang. I if I was, I understand why Chiki would be scared of that. Oh my god. And then the, obviously the the expressions they're making as as they're tr- trying to get ready for the picture. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh my god, yeah. Actually, do you want to move on to romance because I have a thing to say on the romance thing about that that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it's like obviously in that in that moment when they're just looking at each other, just moving closer and closer and closer with these really awkward and pretty ugly face expressions, um, mm-hmm. and like, but they are they are in love. So it's like they 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 don't see those ugly faces that they're both making. They just see the the person they love. And I I think that's I think I thought that was really nice. You know, love is blind and all that. Uh, I thought that was really, really nice. Yeah, I agree. And going along with that, I think this this volume there is was it two times or three times that they were really close to each other's faces, like you know, close enough to kiss, basically. Um, I, th- I was... think it was this one and yeah. the coffee one. I don't know if there was another one after that, but well, the coffee one was only an indirect kiss. Yeah, but you know, they had the... <laughs> it, it. It's a big step. It, no, it, true, uh, true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just just the imagery, like they basically right. um, they imagined that they were really close to indirectly kissing. Yeah, that is a very exciting moment before before Chica reveals what the coffee beans are, mm-hmm. because it's like this double page with them. Obviously, they their faces aren't actually close, but it makes it look like that, and that's very very romantic. Something I thought was really nice was to. We we got to follow along with Kaguya's thoughts about how she would be able to talk to Miyuki a lot on the phone once he got the phone that she was able to make sure he got, and like how she like has the, these dreams of, you know, being able to talk to each other every night before they go to bed and like staying up on the phone like mm-hmm. while studying and like those sorts of things are so like such nice thoughts. Yeah, they're sweet, innocent, little things. It's, yeah, honestly. It, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not talking from experience too much, but again, I don't mean to make it sound like a pity party. I'm just, I'm just saying the, Mm. the little things are what make relationships so special, Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. People really yearn for those grand romantic moments, I (laughs) I imagine, but it's, it's sometimes it's just the little things, just talking to someone about, you know, your favorite movie or talking to someone over text while you're you're just shooting the breeze or waste, wasting the time away with each other like that really those are are some of the best moments in in a relationship i think yeah i i agree so like to to see that kaguya also values those sorts of simple things made me really happy like yeah I, it's such a wholesome wholesome thing very wholesome my favorite romantic part again is chapter 20 uh-huh. i Yes, and the and the bonus chapter, so this mm-hmm. so that whole chapter was hilarious. Like Miyuki was such a champ in what he was doing, and then in comes Kaguya to go protect her man. Yes, like 
goes full on beast mode and yeah. destroys the French lady. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I I really loved that. It's so um, good. <laughs> and it just shows just shows her intensity and she you know she can be. I mean, we already knew she was a scary woman, but you <laughs> yeah. know, we can see like she will protect the people she loves. I kind of wish we would have been been able to actually know what she said there. <laughs> yeah, it makes me curious how nasty was she actually to to get that girl who has a reputation of being incredibly nasty and foul and mean and brutal, like to for Kaguya to one up her there. Yeah, I I I really wonder what she did say. <laughs> I I agree. That totally like you know mm. yeah what 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 could she have said especially when she says i have such a foul mouth right uh but but continue on continue on what i was saying yes yes is that bonus manga chapter where she kaguya is just incredibly down on herself for uh, succumbing to her um, foul side her her worst self but then miyuki basically shrug, shrugs it off or says it's not that big of a deal and she can basically she confesses her feelings right there, but in English. That was a, that was a cool move. Or whatever language it was. It was it was English. In, was in the anime, she says like I believe. Oh, in the anime, uh, okay, okay. And and it's L I K E. It is four letters. So. Oh. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously, yeah. Regardless of the language, yeah, she she does confess there. Uh, yeah. And that I mean, but. This bonus chapter obviously it adds so much to that last chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I think with you know, Kaguya and Miyuki both ended up as winners of that quote unquote battle. Yeah, and it's because you know Kaguya learned that Miyuki didn't actually understand French, so like he exposed himself in that way to her. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Miyuki learned about Kaguya, like her how she like savagely defended him in French, like. So both of those developments, uh, I thought, I think were really important. Mm-hmm. Actually, similarly, there was al- almost a confession as well earlier in the in the volume, in the love letter chapter. Oh where yeah, 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 yeah. We actually we haven't talked about that chapter at all. I don't think. No, um, not really. Where uh, Miyuki resorts to saying that hypothetically. Mm-hmm. He's very clear about that. Hypothetically, if um, if he would express feelings for Kaguya if she would forget about her admirer then and and she responds that it's possible that she that she would uh that was also like basically a confession yeah pretty close and that's what caught her off guard and I I really like that moment because she yeah that does catch catch her and she's like it's it's possible and she basically she the look on her face when she says glance she she looks over like it almost is like she's anticipating the confession to come next yeah. or the real confession to come next. And maybe she's really excited about that, but then it's, it's a fake out. Isn't that, is it that shallow? This true love of yours? Oh, I, I love it. I love that. was like, that's yeah. a, that's a pro pro move right there. Yeah. Oh man. Pro gamer move. I, I, I loved it. And then we get to see, we get to read that letter, like, after yeah, the chapter. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Such that. Such a weird letter. Yeah. Like, it starts off, I guess, all right, but then it just becomes this weird thing. Really creepy. Yeah. Maybe I don't want Maybe I don't want you to tell me, but I wonder, are we ever going to see who, who wrote this letter, or is it just a one-off 
person who who wrote it. I wonder. Or was it? Or was it someone who wanted to instigate? Maybe, maybe it was Haya, Hayasaka who instigated it in that. Oh no! In that no, sense. I would not. I would not think that. Okay. Although I mean I don't know. Uh, I, I I admittedly I do not know. Uh, so. Yeah, it would it would be fun if if that was would also like get brought back up, in the future some at some point. Mm-hmm. Although I mean, who knows? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's not like I'm invested in this, but it would be an interesting thing to come back to. Um, like she ends up getting a lot more of these, or she gets another oh, yeah. one similarly <laughs> to it. I don't know. I guess that's, I just wanted to bring that up. But also, earlier I I said that the scene where she throws the cuff at uh, Hayasaka is was after the smartphone it, it's not it's it's after the the love letter one or, or it's in the same chapter of the love letter i i mistakenly said that so my bad ah. oh yeah actually there was another romantic thing or at least i thought it was very sweet was the uh phone call between kaguya and miyuki hmm. just I, I don't know i i, I felt i i felt that was romantic in a way and also the text that Miyuki sent afterwards like that, that that whole interaction to me felt really romantic yeah oh that was uh, Miyuki man he scored points on that one because <laughs> yeah. like I mean what a good boy like he oh, yeah. he you know he, he picks up the phone in the bathtub which you know depending on the person might be a little strange like I, I would never do that it's like heck no I'm in the middle of my stuff but <laughs> um, anyway he picks it up and you know, there's that awkwardness there. Um, I guess there's two things I want to say about that. But but first, mm. Miyuki, whether or not he had, I mean, he has these special feelings for her. But you know, he's treating he he's treating her very well. Like you know, oh, make sure you're you're warm tonight. It's gonna be cold. Yeah. And he literally goes out in the rain and waits for her. Uh, I oh gosh, what what a great, oh, what a what a pro move. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, you probably would want to work with the person's like hey what do you want to do but it's still it, it, it i know it just show it, it's a testament to his character to and 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 probably is a bit of his excitement just but it's a testament to his character that you know he's he's a good guy totally and yeah like the fact that he he isn't upset by the fact that yeah that kaguya didn't show up you know on the rainy day he's just happy that he received his first text message from her yeah, oh, that's so 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 sweet. For sure, I love that. The other part too that I want to mention is, he does a very good job of depicting that tension and anxiety you feel. At least I felt when I was younger, mm. um, or even now when I when I when I text someone of the opposite sex, and I have I have feelings for or something like that. You know, yeah. Like there is a bit of that. You know, oh, I don't I don't know. Like, should I be the first one or? What if, what if they're not going to answer or what if they just could be annoyed or, you know, I don't, I don't know. Should I go do it? Mm. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a, a really good interpretation of that. Yeah. And supposedly Kaguya took 30 minutes to write the message, like the cancellation message, <laughs> which also, also I feel makes sense. You know, it's it it's logical for, for what what the situation is. She's a teenage girl in love and... Mm-hmm. Writing a writing a text message, especially the very first text message you ever write to the person you like, uh, you know. I don't think it's strange that it takes some time because you want to make sure no. you formulate yeah. it perfectly. And 
stuff like that. Yeah, and you, you got to get the the guts to press that send button. Yes, that as well. <laughs> so yeah, I this this volume was just so full of like so many wholesome and just sweet moments overall. Agreed. Uh, obviously, in addition to all of the hilarious ones. So. I know. Yeah. Very, very definitely nice. laughing out loud a lot. <laughs> yeah, same. I yeah, and I mean, I I laughed until I cried, basically, on a few oh, wow. on a few places. Like, well, I, I I or the first page at least, I legitimately got tears in my eyes because I just laughed so much at this fucking premise. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, lovely volume. Uh, what did you think of it overall compared to the first one? I think it's I think it's stronger. I think mm-hmm. the first one is a lot of just short brain games with some of them weaving into to each other and a bit of a development. But this one had there were there were still short brain games, but I don't know, there there was more to it than just this is this is the the game for this chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I I like I like that fluidity as we go and i hope we see more of it not that i have anything wrong with the the new villain of the month or whatever the whatever the term is uh-huh. but i do like having character growth and just showing um progression rather yes. than just running around in circles and trying to get the other person to confess which I, which i don't think i don't think they've been running around in circles but if they were to repeat what they were just doing in volume one, um, mm. then yeah, I would feel like, okay, now we're running in circles, but I don't right. feel that way yet. Yeah. I, I would say like this story definitely early on, it has uh, more of the stuff like basically that volume one was pretty much primarily just like student council situations where Kaguya and Miyuki tried to, you know, do their thing and mm-hmm. convince the other to, to confess. Like there's a lot of that in the early, like first maybe three four volumes uh but it definitely gets less and less of that uh kind of progressively as the story goes on uh and yeah the the it definitely gets better and better this is really one of those stories at least you know as far as i've read which is volume 16 so did you have a favorite character like at at this point in the story who's your favorite character Uh, (laughs) oh i i still Kaguya is still my favorite. I think, as I think I said last week, she was. Mm. But Chika has moved up. I, I, or at least, I don't think I put her above Miyuki yet because I do like Miyuki. But first volume, I, I wasn't incredibly impressed with Chika. But this one, yeah, she, she moved up the, the ladder. Like she gave a good impression in a, in a lot of ways, and I, yeah. I hope she continues to do so. I, when I watched the anime, I really did love her. Um, and not just because she's she's cute and waifu, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I, I thought I thought she she was funny and had some great moments. However, yeah. I think I I wonder if as as we go, the more characters we get, the less of an impression Chika could make. But maybe that's a testament to Akasaka's uh, uh, manga writing ability is that he's able to give all the characters time to shine which i do hope so i do think i do think he is very good at that uh like even even smaller characters like characters that are even less significant than chica Mm. Uh, not not saying that she is not significant because i think she is very significant but but yeah i 
I, I agree. I agreed with you for the first volume that after the first volume only, Kaguya was definitely my favorite character. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think, and, and like I'm trying to think back on like when I read these the first time. But I do think it was basically route like with this volume that my care my favorite character became Ai Hayasaka. With this volume, I I think so because I just really obviously what? she she doesn't have like the same same kind of depth. As uh-huh. the other characters, but I rem- I do remember very early on, like there was something about her that just really spoke to me about how, uh-huh. um, like just her her witty, just nature and mm-hmm. the yeah. the the way True. she you know takes things like her her dedication to to Kaguya, but also how she kind of like toys with her as well. Like it, it's just a fun, she's just like, it's just a really fun personality. I think that I was immediately very very fond of. So huh. yes, at at this point in the story, my favorite is is I. I I mean, uh, clearly you can tell I'm very surprised. Like I, yeah. for, I, I, I guess my side of thing, unless a character design is just so gorgeous and I and I love the person's personality, even by the little that I've seen, I I usually go for the person who has the most character development or who I feel like has the most moments to shine, and that tends to be the main characters. Mm. But so I find it interesting that yeah, your favorite would be someone who hasn't had a whole lot of t- screen time yet. And to be honest, even after watching the first season of the anime and seeing people who were stands of Hayasaka, I was really surprised. I was like, "What? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Right. What? What am I missing here?" So, not not. I don't. I mean, it's not like I dislike her. I just I don't see what why why she has so many fans. And I'm hoping as we go on and past volume five, yes, we'll see. I'll be able to see what the hype is all about. So that, but at at the end of the day, you you were already on on team Hayasaka at least at this point um, by volume two. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's definitely. I I agree. Like she she obviously obviously hasn't gotten that much depth into her character. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as I said, like it's it's a lot it's a lot more about just her personality. Yeah, um, that's that fair. I just really really enjoy that. Yeah, yep. understandable. And she, she, I mean, I'll admit she does have a cute design. That as well. That is a very nice bonus. <laughs> I love her design. <laughs> <laughs> Anything more we wanted to say before we run off the episode? Uh, I'm still Team Kaguya. I want. Oh Mi- yeah. I want me. I want Miyuki <laughs> to confess still. Um, but That's I, right. I, I am. I will admit, I am coming more, a little more to your side. Because you're <laughs> your team Miyuki. You want Kaguya to confess. If if I would have to choose, then yeah. Yeah right 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 right. <laughs> I mean I I thought we wanted to keep doing this so I. Right I, yeah yeah for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this based since I I think I made my decision based on everything I knew. Uh, mm-hmm. So my 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 point on it is not gonna change, but definitely you right. should definitely up, keep updating yours, you know, volume by volume. Yeah. I definitely yeah. think that's fun. So yeah, with that said, thank you so much for listening to us talk about the second volume of Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. You can find more of James's stuff on Intensity on YouTube, where he does Nintendo topics, talks about different games. Not only Nintendo though, he does like streaming stuff of Persona Five. I think you've been doing... Uh, That's what I'm doing lately. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, different like video game fun stuff. 
And you can find me on YouTube and SoundCloud as Leon Morris, where I share all of the music that I compose and record. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time where we will talk about Volume 3. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.